Talk Podcast, Season 2, with Robert Kyleman and Joshua Britt. That's correct. Featuring topics about real estate nobody is talking about. Get your expertise on it. The Real Estate Talk Podcast starts now. I won't give up till I'm on top. Yo, no, I ain't the type to give up. If I just Real Estate Talk Podcast, Season 2, Episode 8. About to talk about something very interesting, and that is home insurance. Are you noticing your premiums going up more? We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a second. Stay with us. Ladies and gents, you probably pay a mortgage every month, or if you pay a rent, uh, this doesn't necessarily apply to you, but it will in a sense, and I'll explain that later. Now, there's two things that will affect your mortgage payment. That's going to be your property taxes and your home insurance. And a lot of people on the internet have been talking about, oh, my policies are, uh, premiums are rising and rising and rising. What's up? Well, we're about to get into that a little bit more and discuss it. So stay tuned. But before we get into that, let's go around the table for some introductions. I'm Rob Kyleman. I'm Joshua Britt. We're real estate agents and investors in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. And also joining us, we have Rob Spurgeon. He is an owner agent of Shoreline Insurance Group in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. Rob, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. This is really cool. My pleasure. My pleasure. Our pleasure. Yeah. Hey, Rob, so just start out and tell us a little bit about what your experience is in the insurance industry. Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've been doing this most of my adult life. Um, kind of sad. It's insurance. Do you, do you care to share that number with us most of your adult life? <laughs> huh. Well, I'm 50. Wow. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I think I've been doing this for probably 22 years. Nice. And um, I've owned my own agency for about four and a half years. And uh, it's it's been fantastic. Um, and uh, it's I'd say that, uh, you know, I started out doing all kinds of insurance, you know, uh, life insurance, home auto annuities you know they just want you to do everything and i pretty much quickly kind of figured out that the medium for homeowners insurance was good for me uh, i established a bunch of uh, referral sources got in with some good companies that had good rates and it was it was kind of seemed like a slam dunk for me and uh, it kept growing and growing and finally got to open my own shop and uh now you know uh it's interesting that you know we're going to be talking about home insurance because that's my bread and butter. I like writing home insurance is the first thing that we do, you know, every day. Um, we also do auto insurance, flood insurance, uh, some business insurance, but homeowners insurance, that's, you know, that's, that's the name of the game for us. All right. Great. Cause the very first question we got is, is can you explain what the basic principles of home insurance is that every homeowner should understand? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, um, you know, as Robert said, you're going to have a mortgage, you have to have homeowner's insurance. Yep. So, um, you know, for, you know, talking about real estate, we're talking about buying houses. And one of the things that you got to get before you can close is your homeowner's insurance mm -hmm. and homeowner's insurance is there. So that if, you know, if your house burns down, you're not just stuck with a big mortgage and no house. So they'll put it back for you. Uh, and, it, and it does a variety of things, not just fire. Of course, you know, it covers your house if we have a tornado or if a pipe bursts in your wall and you have, you know, you know, a couple thousand gallons of water when you get home from work sitting in your living room. They'll fix that stuff for you. Okay. So, like, 
what are like the basic principles of how it works, right? So like, you know, I have my insurance quote, Robert has his insurance on his house, you have yours. So, but how do the insurance companies, you know, what do they do with the money that we pay? Because I feel like I just pay them and I never see that money. And I feel like I'm just like the best person because I've been paying this uh, homeowner's insurance for so many years and I've never filed a claim. I know. Are you guys buying yachts with that money? What are you guys doing with all that? It's funny you say that. I was just saying to my uh, to one of my assistants, we need time to buy another boat. <laughs> now, uh, you know, I, I think the first thing I would say is that, you know, insurance companies are um, they are there to make money. No question about it. Yep. But uh, cha-ching. Cha-ching. But insurance companies are taking in premiums and insurance. The the general you know the general concept of insurance is pooling money. Okay, so you have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people are all buying their home insurance policies, and let's say it was just with one particular company, and so they are going to they are going to take all that money and keep it all in one big pot. That money's going to be invested, so they're earning. Oh, so this is a mutual fund then. Well, what are they investing <laughs> it into? Oh, the market, the stock, the stock market, market. S&P five hundred type of stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. So they're they're just like the bank, right? You got your money at the bank. Your money is sitting in the savings account. Well, they didn't just sitting in the savings account earning you interest. They're investing that money, and then they're also paying you the interest on it. Oh so man! So insurance companies, absolutely. You know, so if they've got, you know. <laughs> million in assets, cash, but not cash. They put it into securities, right? And it's, uh, uh, so they are, uh, they're, they're making money off of your money. No question. That's not a secret, but they're, um, you know, the idea is they're, they're pooling that money. And so if you pay a thousand bucks every year for your insurance and you never make a claim, great. And then Robert's paying a thousand bucks every year and he makes two claims, and they pay his out with everybody else's, you know, pooled money. So the game is to bring in more money and earn more money through their investments and then versus what they have to pay out and their losses. Well, wait a minute. What what if uh what if they make bad bets because I know they're not going to be as good as politicians' track record in investing, but so well. I mean, they they are they ride the wave, no question. You know, um, I think that you see, you know, more, more recently we're seeing insurance rates going up because you know they're having more problems with well, inflation is one, but weather related events is certainly driving a lot of the costs. But uh, you know, when uh, when the market goes down. Then insurance companies they'll they'll maneuver in another direction to make sure that they're making enough money. But the you know it's very it's simple economics honestly. How much money's coming in? How much money's going out? And you know and are we making? And not we. It's not me. I'm just an agent. But is the insurance company making? Are they making money or are they losing money? And if they're losing money, then something has to change, right? Well, you guys must be making a lot of bad bets there because this, this this doesn't make sense to me because right now, you know, the stock market is up really good. I know. S&P's and so, highest records yeah, and stuff so, like, like that. It makes no sense to me that right now that homeowners should be bearing the brunt of a higher cost on their insurance 
if the money is being taken and put into investments, um, that just that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Um, now, is well, does so each I, company well, hold on? Go ahead, so, go ahead. All right, yeah. so it's not only investments, mm-hmm. right? So it's losses and insurance companies. So I, you know, I have an agency and we're a broker, so we work with lots of different insurance companies, and so they all they all want us to sell their product course mm-hmm. so then they have their sales reps and they come in and they rah rah and they say well you know this is what we're offering and this is where we are and this is it and every single one of them for the last let's say let's say 18 months we're at about a they're they're, they're all saying we're all hovering somewhere around 110 percent and what they mean by that is that th- their total their total money that they're spending like what they're bringing in and what they're putting out they're putting out 110% versus bringing in 100%. So they're losing 10%. Yeah. Every that's month, a, every year? A year. Yeah. You know, and just in their in their spreadsheets. And so so they're they're losing money for sure. And I think the uh, there's there's a lot of factors. So, you know, the the stock market is helping them, so they're not losing as much as they so, would so otherwise. Yeah, if it wasn't doing right? as good, we'd be in real trouble like Yeah. Wow. So, uh, you know, I mean, let's talk about like the elephant in the room, right? Mm-hmm. Is is the weather, right? Yep. Climate okay. change. People love talking about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're going to get to that next, actually. That's the, the next thing on the top. You, you just want to jump right there? <laughs> yeah, sure, exactly. So, how significant is the impact of natural disasters and climate change on insurance costs? Massive. It's massive. So, um, you know, like, like, all right, so I'll talk to somebody here and they'll say, well, how come, you know, I, I know that Florida's getting hit by all these hurricanes. We haven't been hit by a hurricane here since 2003. Why are we suffering? And so, again, it's the pooling of money. And we're not just pooling money here, but we're pooling money everywhere. And so what's happening, you know, and, and you see it on the news, you know, nobody can get away from it. There's more hurricanes there's the wildfires. These wildfires, like, we're lucky here. We don't really have a wildfire problem. Every time they have a wildfire, billions and billions of dollars lost to insurance. Well, All those houses that are burning down, they're total losses. And they're paying for the house. They're paying for every, all of their clothes and furniture. They're paying for them to live somewhere else. So it's not just a, oh, that was a $400,000 house. All right, that's $400,000 and a loss. That's four hundred thousand plus probably another two hundred thousand for all their clothes and furniture. It's probably another sixty-five or eighty thousand dollars for them to live somewhere else for a year while they're trying to rebuild their house. And so, wildfire, wildfire, hurricane, hurricane. Then, how about that uh, huge freeze they had a couple of years ago in Texas? Yeah, huge, massive losses. You're talking about home insurance losses, car losses. You're talking about businesses, and everybody's got an insurance claim, and it keeps coming. Uh, the big blizzards that they had in the beginning of the winter this year, you know, same thing. The multi-car yeah. pileups, it just keeps coming. So the insurance company is reacting to these higher losses, and they are needing to over, uh, I would say, I don't know if I want to use the word overcompensate, but they are trying to compensate for what's happened in the past and prepare themselves for this to continue happening. Well, they have, uh, this is according to money.com, 
said that where home insurance prices are rising the fastest, number one, Florida, 68%, and that was from May 21 to May 2023. So Florida, 68%, New Mexico, 47%, Colorado, 46%, Idaho, 46%, and Texas, 46%. Does that sound about right of what you're hearing? Like Idaho? Well, how is Idaho rising? You know, I don't know very much about it. Idaho. Or, I don't think or, anybody does. Or, or yeah, right. They do potatoes, man. What's going on over there? It seems fairly safe. I, yeah. I, I, Drop the I, comments below. Let us know about Idaho. What's going on yeah. in Idaho? Maybe they just are, they, they said, well, there's an opportunity to make some extra money from Idaho. Uh, I can't say. Uh, Texas is uh, an insurance nightmare right now. You know, it's amazing. You know, I've never really been to Texas, but I, you know, I'm hearing about it from the insurance carriers and Texas is massive. There's so much housing and insurance companies are in deep in Texas and they're getting the, they're getting weather and they're getting hailstorms, They're getting snowstorms, They're getting rain, the climate change when it, it, I'm not a meteorologist, but I'm a little bit of a weather nerd. And so it's you know been documented. They know that with the warmer average temperatures, that the 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 rain, the the storms hold more. The atmosphere holds more water. So then when it rains, it rains more. And more rain, harder rain comes down faster. More water intrusion. That's an insurance claim. What about Colorado? It's oh. snow and weed, legal weed. <laughs> What's going on over in Colorado? They're, Have you heard anything from getting, your... They're getting stoned and burning down their houses. <laughs> I, I, um, actually, you know what? Uh, Colorado, wildfires. Really? No, no question. Wildfires, yeah. Colorado, huge problem. Uh, there's um, a little town right, right, right outside of Denver, huge wildfire. And it, basically, wildfire just went right into uh, like a, a community. It's like a, a neighborhood community. It's like a suburb. It's like, Every every house, you know, every oh, house, man. you know, wow. for, for as far as you can see, every house just gone. So how is that? If like a big wildfire is happening, do uh, do you imagine like all the insurance companies being like, oh, not it, not it? Is uh, it like that? They're shitting their pants, <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Like no question. Okay, there's no question. So all right, so there's another interesting thing. I I think it's interesting. So in the insurance world. There is something called reinsurance. 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 And so what happens is... The Sounds like a redo on insurance. Sort of. So insurance companies, they, you know, they, they're managing their risk. Yeah. Okay? The risk is, all right, we've got you know, 500,000 houses. And, and so they want to insure against that wildfire where it takes out every single house. Or the hurricane where it comes through and it blows off you know, every other roof for a 10-mile swath, okay, or a tornado or whatever. So a catastrophe. So reinsurance is kind of like the So what happens is the insurance companies buy more insurance. So, you know, you have a little water leak. You got a $10,000 claim. They're going to take care of that right out of their pocket. No so, big deal. So insurance okay? companies are buying their own insurance for themselves? Correct. So they're <laughs> buying. So I'm going to explain it. So a little thing happens. You insure, they're going to pay you, right? No big deal. But we have that hurricane. This is business insurance? What is this? Homeowner's insurance. For Let's just, so follow me. Just, okay. Just, yeah, just, okay. Let me rip here. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So 
All right, so hurricane comes through, yeah. cleans out of town. Terrible, right? And the insurance companies are going, oh, my God, like this is going to be all of the money that we have. We're going to have to cash in all those mutual funds, and we're going to have to give them all of our money. No, mm -hmm. they don't want to do that. So they have bought another policy that comes into play when they hit a certain number. So if they say, all right, we had an event, hurricane, and we're estimating uh, that it's going to be $250 million. That's actually small. Yeah, and their their reinsurance starts at a hundred million. So the insurance company, it's kind of like the insurance company's deductible or something, right? So the regular insurance company, they're going to pay their hundred million, and then they're going to flip the additional to the reinsurance company. Hmm. Okay, oh. so the reinsurance company is going to pay the little insurance company the 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 other hundred and fifty million or whatever the big 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 right. We were talking big numbers yeah. here. Yeah, they're going to pay that. But they've been paying the reinsurance company premium. You pay the insurance company your premium, and then the insurance company works a deal with the reinsurance company, and they buy pay their premium. They buy buy the catastrophe. The reinsurance insurance companies, they're the they're the big boys you've never really heard of, mm. right? Yeah, who are they? Are you, nobody knows, know, man. No, nobody uh, knows. Like the Wizard of Sounds Oz, like the BlackRock <laughs> and Vanguards behind yeah. the scenes. Maybe yeah. Blackstone. You know, yeah. I mean, you hear. I mean, obviously Lloyd's of London. You know. Yeah. Biggest insurance company in the world, or you know, one of them. But uh, yeah, there's other insurance carriers you've never heard of them. They're, maybe they're European, or maybe they're Saudi, or I mean, who knows, right? Yeah. Some, but you know, another carrier with tons of money. Um, so what's happened is now here we go again: wildfires, hurricanes, big weather events, billion dollar claim, billion dollar claim, ten billion dollar claim. The reinsurance companies are paying those. And the reinsurance companies came out last year, last year, a little bit the year before, and they said, okay, everybody, we're losing money now. Our rates are going up. And I'm not a stats guy, but the numbers that were being presented to me and we're talking in conversations were 40 to 60% rate increases on wow. the reinsurance. So, so if, you guys are getting hit. Or the insurance companies. The insurance are getting companies are, are like so. Basically, one I say you guys, one huge. Yeah, we're yeah. all in it together. Yeah, one the the insurance companies are paying out. You know, are paying. They it, it's a bill for them. Just like you've got your insurance bill, they got their insurance bill. Right, well, their insurance bill just went up dramatically, and it's not just they're saying, you know, it's a negotiation. They have to re up their contract every year, and so they're, they're the big reinsurance companies saying. We're raising your rates, and you better get your losses down. So what happens when a company takes a shit? Does that mean the, the reinsurance company no longer covers their six, so to speak? I don't understand your question. So Okay, so insurance companies, I was reading, uh, have gone out of business or filed for bankruptcy. Okay. Okay, so why is that? Is it because they tapped out of all the funds that they had and plus the reinsurance? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly right. So they've they 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 did not manage the money well, and they are they either can see the writing on the wall, and so they're just like we're we're gonna go out, or sometimes they literally become insolvent. They have to be bailed out, and so um, bailed out by who? Bailed out by usually by the state. State. Yeah. Like taxpayer money. Sort of. 
Oh, it gets deep, right? I mean, that's I don't know where this, I don't like where this is going. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's you okay. guys could, you could, I could bore the crap out of you. No, no, no. I've been mean, taxpayers I, at some point. No, whoever's watching Real Estate Talk podcast wants to know about yeah, everything yeah, related I mean, to real estate. Here. So, all right, so here's the thing about insurance, and all right here locally, yeah, because yeah. that's what I do. I do insurance locally, but it ha- this happens everywhere. But you have, um, you have. I call it preferred insurance companies and standard insurance companies. That's how I refer to them. Most people do because it's easy for the clients to understand. Okay. But the big difference is you have admitted insurance companies. and They not, admit their insurance company? And yeah. <laughs> they, they just right in there. So uh, admitted and not admitted. So admitted would be the preferred. And what okay. means is that the, you know, the state, like the state of Virginia, has the, their own Bureau of Insurance, and they regulate all the insurance companies that come and 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 work in the admitted market in the state of Virginia, and then so you have to file with the Bureau of Insurance and say these are what our rates are, and these are what our you know these are our parameters, and this is how we do things. And then the state says, well, you're not allowed to do it that way, and we like you to do it this way, and they work it all out, and they all agree. All states are kind of different than I imagine. Yeah, but they're all doing it. Okay? Yeah, and and it's good. It's good for us. You know, it's part of the government, Please right? And, 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 yes, sure. Yeah. yeah. And so by being admitted, what one of the one of the parts that's involved in that is if the insurance company does become insolvent, the the state will help them pay their losses. Sounds like an FDIC sort of. Yeah. Took the words out of my mouth. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Same idea. So if you're not admitted, you're dealing with the insurance company directly, and if they do go under, so if they're that's not it. admitted, you're if you try to file a claim, you're pretty much out of luck. Then, well, if there was a catastrophe and that company became insolvent and said, "I'm sorry, but we've run out of money," that's it. That's similar to yeah, that's solar panel important. companies that go away. <laughs> yeah, so like, how do you as a homeowner know if you have a preferred company or you have a knockoff company? Like, How do you know that? Because that's a very important question. Yeah, I, I'd be very upset if this happened to me. I'm going to go home and check my insurance company look, after this. It is not unusual. Uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of... We sell, we sell a lot of that policy because... There's a there's a there's a place for everything, right? Like some people aren't qualifying for the preferred rate, or some people maybe they qualify for the preferred rate, but it isn't so preferred because for whatever their situation is, the insurance companies they're all saying, "Yeah, sure, we'll do it, but only for X amount of dollars," and that X amount of dollars is way higher than what it should be because they're basically politely saying, "We don't really want you." I'm nervous like now. Subprime mortgages, like what is happening sure. here? Yeah, so sure, and you know, and they're 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 you know they're they're looking at location, so distance to water. They're looking at the condition of your house. They're looking at your, they're, I want to say they're looking at your credit score, which is really what they're looking at. But they call it an insurance score, and so uh, and the non or the standard or the non-admitted carriers are going to be. You know they they're they're willing to do things that are a little less beautiful, right? Oh. Uh, and so it, that and that's just created by the market. Why yeah. do they look at credit scores? Is it because I hate to insinuate, but is it because if you have a higher credit score, you have less debt and you're likely to pay for damages to your house yourself? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. I think that um, you know somebody and, and 
this isn't me talking. I'm just telling y'all what the insurance industry is doing. Sure. Yeah. And the insurance industry, I mean, they've got they got these. Well, they're they're statisticians, math. Yeah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're they're actuarials. They're they're figuring out every single angle. Mm-hmm. And somewhere along the line, probably 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago, they figured out there's a correlation between claims and credit. And so, you know, better the credit, probably less likely that you're making claims. You know, little taking cl- advantage little of claims. <laughs> you know, if you have, if you have, uh, you have better credit, you, maybe you're, uh, I, I, I'm just, I'm just free forming here. I, you know, I, yeah, no, I, go ahead. You know, mm. maybe, maybe you take, Maybe you take better care of your house, uh, right? You know, maybe you can afford to take better care of your house, you know, and uh, and they they found that correlation, so it makes a difference. And you know, every everybody's got their situations, right? And so, I mean, that's how we approach it at our office. We certainly ask them one of our you know probing you know initial interview questions is, is you know is how's your credit? I just want an honest answer, and you know, people are usually pretty honest. They'll say. They go, eh, and I say, all right, no problem, you know. And and then when we start running the quotes, and you and you see the results that come with that, and no no problem too. I agree. Like we'll we'll put you in the best possible spot to make sure that you get the best rate. And the and these non-admitted standard policies, we've never had one go under. You know, they get good ratings. They get uh, they get all the same coverages. They get all the all the parts and pieces. And, I, and, and, you know, we tell them, we say, listen, this policy is the best price for you, okay? It's got all the things that the preferred insurance company has, but the, but the price is better. People usually want the price to be better. No, no question. <laughs> yeah. and, and so then, and then the idea is if you have a claim, are they going to pay? Yes, of course, you have a contract. They're going to pay. Are they going to be a little slower? Yeah. Are they going to be a little little stingier in the, you know, because everything's a negotiation. Yeah. Are they going to be a little stingier? Yeah, for sure. So, I look, I, I looked, and looked at kind of the average cost of home insurance. Um, if you had zero claims, the average uh, annual cost is $1,933. This is according to Policy Genius. So, one claim... Around twenty one oh one a year. Okay. Uh, three claims at twenty nine sixteen. Five claims. Oh my god, forty four oh seven. Five claims. Three claims. You're practically uninsurable. <laughs> For sure. Is you that know, like I mean, three it's claims like, in your entire like lifetime, or is that like well, in a well, certain that's months, time? Year. Like these are good questions. You know, they look at. Um, <laughs> They look at, you know, for a long time, the standard look back was three years. Now they're looking five years, some six years. Um, so if you had if you have three claims in the last five years, you are definitely in the non-admitted standard market if you're lucky. So you don't get the FDIC insured insurance cover? You got to go to one of the knockoffs? Absolutely. And, and then... If things get really bad, and then if you have three claims, especially if you have like three water claims, because they hate water claims, because they yeah, mess I mean, up, they mess up everything. That's most of right? Florida. Yeah. Well, and I and I mean more like um, pipe leaks, your hot water oh, burst, okay. you know, your hot water heater burst, or 
um, you know, your your roof kind of is in bad shape and it keeps leaking. And oh, you, you just keep, keep patching and you keep, it. And you keep patching it yeah, and making like it claims. And they're like, no, no, man, we're not. Like, why would why would they sign up for that again? So uh, there's a uh, there's an insurance plan that's offered through the state. So you can go there. That's like, you know, that's the last ditch effort. It's available for you when you can't get insurance anywhere else. Mm. And the coverage there is, um, it's okay. Uh, it's it's definitely thinner. It's supposed to be thinner because, you know, you're there for a reason. You know, like things have gotten so bad. So, you know, what happens a lot of times is, um, you know, with these multiple claims is, is people want to try to use their insurance for little stuff. The insurance industry, from the company standpoint, they call those nuisance claims, right? <laughs> right. You got a, you have a thousand annoying claims. Yeah, you have a thousand dollar deductible, <clears throat> and you, uh, oh, I got a brown stain on my ceiling because the toilet was leaking. Yeah, kind of come and fix it. Well, they're obligated to fix it. That's the deal, right? And yeah. so maybe uh, by the time the contractor comes, you mentioned to me earlier, you got work done. The contractors are using your insurance. Yeah, it seems like that. Every time you have a job that needs to be done, then one of the first questions out of their mouth is, is this going to be an insurance claim? <laughs> exactly. Which, you know, it can work. It can cut both ways. But, um, you know, you make a you make a $1,500 claim. All right, well, it's on your record. And by the way, you had a thousand dollar deductible, so you got five hundred bucks from the insurance company. You spent a thousand, and it raises and, and your premiums two hundred dollars a month or something. Well, maybe two hundred dollars a year. Two hundred dollars right? a year, right? which is Sorry. not the end of the world, right? Yeah. You're still ahead. But uh, let's say let's say that you did that, and it was March, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, and and, and I mean, or maybe it's not even that egregious. Maybe it's uh, uh, fifteen hundred dollars that the insurance company paid, and you paid a thousand, right? Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So that's a little bit closer to reasonable. But in the summer, we have a hurricane, all right? And now every single shingle's off your roof, and you got a tree branch is, you know, as big as your thigh is coming through the side of your house. Because that's what happens, right? Mm. And now you've got, you know, a $40,000 claim. Mm. That's what your home insurance is for. Yeah, the big yeah. catastrophic stuff. Catastrophic. That's what it's really designed for. You have a kitchen fire. Fire it's department. It's not a home warranty. Fire to, no, it's not. Buy your home warranty from your real yeah. estate agent. Do you guys know a good real estate agent? Yeah, yeah. a few. Yeah. Uh -huh. But a I don't. But I don't recommend any home warranty companies. You know why? And it's they never probably, want to cover shit. Yeah, this is probably a anyway. whole other uh, right. podcast here. But yeah, they don't pay anything. No. They're like, nah, it was pre-existing. That's not our thing. That's but right. I do got a question for you. Do you think that the cost of labor on the contractor side of the things? you know, uh, also helps to push those premiums up because... Like for home rebuilds and shit? Not even just for that. Even just your standard small claim, you know, the cost of labor in any pretty much skilled position yeah. has gone up over the last few years since COVID. Uh, and we had builders on last week, and they were telling us about what they were paying electricians before COVID. They couldn't dare offer them that much money uh, post-COVID because they want what they've been used to getting so has the lifestyle inflation of the contractors uh, helped push the premiums up as well? A hundred percent. Like, for sure, no question. The cost to, uh, to, to mitigate a claim, right? So you have the water leak is an easy one, right? So you, let's say you have a pipe burst, drywall, flooring, you know, swelling, you know, insulation. It's going to be $10,000 or whatever, right? Well, it's, you know, I, I don't know what the labor cost is, you know, for that, but 
no question it's going to cost way more in 2024 than it did in 2019 to get that work done. And yeah. not because two-by-fours are more expensive today, yeah. okay, but because inflation, everything is more expensive. And so for an insurance company, you know, if they were getting $1,000 in premium for a house and in, Today it's going to cost ten grand to get that water claim fixed, whereas it was going to cost sixty five hundred back in two thousand nineteen. Well, I mean that's pretty simple. Well, thousand dollars isn't enough premium for us to be charging now. We're going to charge fifteen hundred. Yeah, well, let's yeah. try to recoup some of that money back. Yeah, that's right. What happens if you have a catastrophic thing like that? Well, not a catastrophic, but let's say that that water leak that costs ten grand, right? Yep. Let's say that uh, we hire a contractor to come over and they give a certain amount of money, but I was like, you know what? These guys are overcharging. I'm in the real estate industry. I have a flooring guy. I have a drywall guy. I got a roofing guy. I got all these guys. And they come in and they do it much cheaper. I mean, as the insurance companies, would they give me credit for saving them money, saving the money on top of everything? Sure. So, you know, an insurance claim can get paid out a lot of ways. Okay. Yeah. Um, if it's a the bigger the claim, the more the insurance company is probably going to be involved in handholding, monitoring. Maybe there's maybe it's more like a construction draw. But if uh, on a small claim, and a, you know you're going to call it in, you can tell them what happened. They're going to assign you a claim number and an adjuster, a claims adjuster, is going to mm -hmm. come out to your house. He's going to look at the thing. These guys are pros. It's no different than your car. You wreck your car. The claims adjuster comes. He yep. knows what it costs. He mm -hmm. knows what a fender costs. He knows what a bumper costs. He knows what the tire costs. He knows what the, you know, all the parts and pieces. Same thing. They know what the industry costs are to fix the piece of drywall, to paint it. And he's going he's gonna to say, yeah, $150 for paint, you know, $300 for the drywall. Uh, you got uh, 200 square feet of, uh, of laminate that we're going to replace with some LVP, mm -hmm. right? And they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna tally it all up, and he's going to say, okay, I think that's... Uh, we think that's going to cost you know x number of dollars, ten thousand dollars, and we're going to go ahead and give you uh, and th and, th and again this can go in a lot of different ways, but a lot of times what you see is they're going to say we're going to go ahead and give you six thousand mm -hmm. now, and you need to go out and you know and they're not going to find you they're they're not going to roll in like the cavalry and they got the they got the contractor and the crew and the subs right and go, oh, like oh, man, forget it it's still a disaster right you got to find somebody to do the work. And you got to find somebody to do the work. They're going to give you an estimate, and maybe it's close to what they think it's going to cost. It should be, or maybe it's wildly off. But if they say, you know, they might say, all right, we're going to give you six. You get the work done. Send me the bill and send me the pictures and proof that everything is done, and then we'll, then we'll send you the rest. So if in your situation you're like, I can get this done, you know, maybe they give you six and I can get it done for five. Everybody's cool. Mm. You got six. Put a thousand. Yeah, in but your would that help my premiums when it's about to go back up, or is it gonna not, not going to make matter? any difference? Claim, oh. claim, <laughs> claim, claim is a claim. Yeah. You know, a big, oh. I mean, a huge claim is going to make a big difference, but a a little claim, it, it's on the record. And I was trying to kind of starting to get to that a minute ago, I think actually, and I said, you know, you make that little claim, yeah, and then we have a hurricane, and you got that that huge big branch claim. and all that stuff, right? Uh, now all of a sudden, you got the second claim. You're making that claim. There's no question you're making yeah. a $40,000 claim. You, you, absolutely. You have to. That's what the insurance is for. Right. But now you got two claims. And the first one, you're kind of thinking, ah, oh, man, maybe I shouldn't have taken you're that. You're almost uninsurable at this point. Now you got a problem. Now you got a problem. Mm -hmm. Now you're now in your insurance rate. And, and maybe it's not the end of the world, but you know, now you're now you're 
and maybe problem is the wrong word, but it's 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 going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Not going to hurt as bad as if you had had to pay forty thousand dollars to fix your house by yourself. Right. But you know maybe now your rate's going to be twenty five hundred bucks for the next three years. But you know if it was if it was fifteen hundred bucks before and you got to pay an extra thousand dollars for the next three years or four years while you get that off your record, compared to paying forty thousand dollars, that's really not a bad deal if you think about it. Especially if you only have to pay a little bit of it each year or truly your mortgage company is going to pay it for you and then your rate's going to go up you know your monthly payment is going to go up mm-hmm. and so now maybe now they've financed it for you basically yeah i think we we complain about the cost of insurance because we don't use it i think if for you've sure. ever been in a situation where you absolutely needed it and you know i'm thankful that i have it um, where, you know, if a natural disaster did come through and something bad happened, I could call somebody and get that fixed. So I think a lot of times that we do take it kind of for granted that it's there. And so we obviously want to complain because, oh, I went up $400. I got to pay this extra money. Um, but, yeah, I don't think we take into consideration, like, if you ever needed it and you had to pay that $80,000 towards getting this done, like that's the only way you're getting this done. Either your insurance company's doing it, or you're not. Um, and yeah, you may look at it. Let's say you know the analogy you gave earlier: somebody who's paying a thousand dollars. You pay a thousand dollars for ten years. That's ten thousand dollars. An eighty thousand dollar claim comes in. Well, pff, that's pretty much the rest of your lifetime. You're covered. That's like right. you, like the insurance company is covering you for the rest of your life, because your premiums will never equal that amount of money. That's right. Yeah, except they'll want to cancel you because you had an eighty thousand dollars claim. And I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking, stay on the risk, man. Charge them three grand. They're gonna pay it. They don't even have a choice. Pay it back. Make make the money back. And in some cases, they do for sure. And then then in other cases, they don't. Well, so that's kind of the the unique thing is. Yesterday, I was on a mastermind call with a bunch of real estate agents throughout the the country, and you know, I, I hear there's a major problem with insurance in Florida and Texas right now, where you know, there are some real estate deals that are falling apart at the closing table or d- right before the closing because the insurance policy is higher than what was thought. It throws the DTI out of whack. That's you know, that yeah, happens that's here. I, 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 like I was telling Robert, you know, I could remember about two years ago, I could tell a, a buyer within a very fair deal of certainty that, hey, your monthly insurance is going to be this, you're, you know, and we could figure out what their monthly payment was going to be based off of how big the house was and where it was and knowing what it was. Now, today, I really couldn't tell a buyer, a client of mine, like what their insurance policy is going to be because I've seen them range so wildly. It's it's just you, you can't predict it. It's just say 2000 a year and be done with that. I don't even think that's the case because there are some that are over two thousand. Well, they got twenty four hundred, three thousand. Shit. So, and I mean, I'm sure you can elaborate a little bit more on that. What are you seeing on a daily basis? On a, what's the average? What's the average quote that you're writing per day here in the road in the Hampton Roads area? I, you know, I I would say probably it it's creeping up to two thousand. It really is, and and it feels like so much. I mean, I I take it personally. You know, I mean, I. We're a boutique office. We have, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm the owner of the agency, but it means nothing. Like, you call, you're talking to me. I'm, I'm writing up the quote, and I'm telling somebody that's going to be two thousand dollars a year, and I'm, I'm kind of shaky. I'm like, oh my god, this hurts. Like, it hurts yeah. me. Like, I don't want to pay that, but it's realistic, right? Yeah. Um, 
you know, we have um, we have some insurance companies, and, and we should talk about this, that are non-renewing, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're getting off of stuff. Further down, but we're getting to it. So, you know, we're seeing we're, we're, we're seeing where people are, are having to start over, and their insurance, you know, like, well, they're, they're the first question is, well, wait a minute, what did I pay this past year? Oh, well, you paid 1400 yeah, 1400 seemed pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, well, it's going to be 1900 now. Mm. You know, and I've shopped this out. This is this this is realistic. And and that's and that's the difference for sure. A uh, quick question before we move on. Now, do you uh deal in the commercial side like for example, somebody owns an apartment building and they need insurance and because I would imagine if their rates increase, they're going to pass that. Because just like you were explaining before, it's a profit and loss for-profit business. So is somebody who's an investor in a landlord and owns like an apartment building. So it's a, it's a profit and loss type of situation. So if their insurance goes up, likely they would pass on the rental increases to the tenants, would they not? Yeah, I would say that's probably the reason why a lot of places or a lot of people are seeing an increase in their rent. Um, there's a very good possibility that that plays a lot into it. And then even here recently, the state of Virginia is trying to actually limit um, how much your landlord can increase your rent by. I think it's like after the third year that they can't do it anymore. But there's just ways around that. They just won't renew the lease. Yeah, they'll say, no, we're not. Yeah, you got to go. Yeah, and we'll just or you'll have to reapply. Yeah, some, somebody else is ready to rent it, and, they, yeah. and, and they'll pay $300 more a month. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, that's the way around it. Well, I mean, that, that's just simple economics, right? You know, insurance rate goes up, tax, taxes go up, insurance rates go up, your utility bill goes up, all the things that the landlord's covering. And, carry over costs and, and so yeah the rent has to go up and you know i think rent is going up by supply and demand right now and i don't know i talk i, I have a lot of clients that are investors i got a lot you know and it's you know you said apartment buildings rental houses same you know same thing mm-hmm. you know um, and the rental you know home a home insurance policy for a house that's a rental um which if everybody's listening if you own a house and you live there and then you move and buy another house, but you keep that house and it becomes a rental. You gotta change your insurance. I don't mean to segue there, but man, it's, no, a, it's important. No, it's, it's a big deal. That. It's a big yeah. deal. It's important. It's important for people to know that because it's a, it's a you know it covers the same stuff, but it's a different policy. And the insurance company, you know, if your tenant burns the house down, and then the insurance company goes, well, wait a minute, you don't live there anymore. What? That's not the deal we made. Mm. And yeah. insurance companies. Yeah, they're there to make money. Yeah, they're not oh, there yeah. to lose money. You know, I mean, you know, I, I, I sell insurance for a living. I'll be the first one to tell you, insurance companies are assholes, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just you know, like they kind of have to be. Yeah, you know? yeah, they can't, it's not a charity, right? So it's they a business. Will, it's a business. So for our listeners out there, is there anything that they can do on their own in order to try to help get their rates down, get the amount that they use down, like? What are some pieces of advice that you can give to somebody out there right now who's like, man, I really want to get my insurance down some? What would you tell them? Sure, absolutely. So, you know, there, there is not a, there's not a magic potion or something, right? But the things that insurance companies are looking for, you know. Um, and, trampolines and, and, lower the cost of insurance? Well, you know, most insurance companies don't want you to have a trampoline at all. So, <laughs> you know, that that's sort of a non-starter. But, uh you know, one of the things they look for, and it's not going to make an instant, you know, like 
an instant difference to your insurance, you know, you can make sure if you, you have an alarm system or you're getting a discount for that, yeah. you know, uh, package discounts, you know, the bundle, right. Yeah. Um, mm. Patrick Mahomes, the bundle, right. Mm. Um, you know, you know, you get your auto insurance in with the same company that you got your home, you know, makes a lot of sense. Um, Insurance companies, you know, and, and we're in this market now where we are remarketing so many clients. Either they're being non-renewed or they're complaining, you know, asking, help, help me. My rates have gone up. What can we do? And we're remarketing. You know, the very first question out of my mouth is, how old is your roof? Right? So if your roof is old, your insurance is going to be more expensive. Your insurance is at risk for not being renewed because of the condition of the roof. Um, that's... Uh, that, that's that's just it's probably the biggest conversation we have every single day is talking about the people's roof. Um, so if you had a brand new roof, they love you. So if you Big just discounts. get a roof put on, you should call your insurance company yes. and tell them. That's a good way to put it. If you, you happen go. to put on a new roof, let your insurance company know they can give you a discount. Good. I need to make that call. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh that about wraps it up. Uh, I got. Yeah, you got something I, else? I mean, I don't know. We haven't okay. talked about deductibles. Yeah, let's okay. do that. Let's do yeah. that. talk about deductibles. Yeah, talk about unless we can just delete. No, we can delete that good. part, yeah. and then we yeah. you know, keep going. It's huh. just all the questions he had for yeah. now. Yeah, fair enough. So that that's a trend right now. Um, you know, for when I started in the industry twenty years ago, twenty whatever it was, five hundred dollar deductible of your home insurance. That was normal. Every once in a while, you'd see two fifty, two hundred and fifty dollar deductible. And then it became a thousand, thousand for a long time, thousand dollar deductible, no problem. Now, twenty five hundred. Hmm. People are going to twenty five hundred. Helps keep down the nuisance claim. Hmm. Creates a situation where you are having a conversation. We're having conversations with the clients. Like, take the higher deductible. You really shouldn't be using the insurance for the little stuff anyway. If you have a forty thousand dollar claim, twenty five hundred dollars is not really a big deal might even kind of disappear in with the maybe it doesn't cost as much to fix it or you know whatever but that's that's a big deal the other big deal is the wind deductible okay so we're coastal you know yeah here uh, in Vir- we're in, we're in Virginia. Virginia I know we're talking to everybody out there whoever's listening uh, but if you're in a coastal environment and coastal for here goes all the way up to you know Newport News Yorktown Gloucester Hampton you know Norfolk Virginia Beach uh, you're going to have a higher deductible more often than not for wind or hail. And then it's it's interesting. So it, then it's a percentage of what the house is insured for that dictates what the deductible is. So a, an obvious easy one is a 1% wind and hail deductible. House is insured for $300,000. You have a, uh, we have a thunderstorm, blows off, you know, some big branches, busts, busts up the roof. Your deductible is $3,000. Okay. And then it's all the proof is like like it's all in the wording, so and all the insurance companies do it differently. Some of them say hurricane only. Well, I like that because knock on wood, and I don't know if this is really real wood here. Oh, it but, is. Oh, it is. Nice. So uh, <laughs> the uh, you know if it's hurricane only, you know the tornado they had in Virginia Beach last year was that last year year and a half ago. Something yeah, like that. it yeah. was a couple years back. Yeah. It was that scary. Time, if you have a hurricane deductible. No big deal. That counts as just your regular, probably a thousand dollar deductible, maybe twenty five hundred. Not a big deal. But if you had the wind and hail deductible, all right, now it's one percent of what your house was insured for. 
2% of what your house was insured for. Those were some pretty nice houses over there on the golf course, right? 450, let's just say $500,000 replacement cost on the house. And let's say you had a 2% wind and hail deductible. Well, that's a $10,000 deductible. And oh, you need a new roof. It's $20,000. Well, you're basically splitting it with them. Mm. So, and so for as a, as a homeowner, you need to be aware of it. So it's, uh, you know, may, maybe the best deal you can get is the 2%. And okay, well, at least you know. But yeah. maybe also you say, okay, well, listen, that, that one over there, that policy over there has got the 2%, and it's, you know, $2,000 a year. But the one over there has got a 1%, and it's hurricane only, and it's only, a, you know, a couple hundred dollars more a year. I kind of like that one better, you know, because if you're going to need the insurance, it's, you know, especially around here, you know, with the, the hurricane potential, tropical storms, nor'easters, we get good thunderstorms, probably going to be, you know, that it's a good chance that that's what's going to be what causes a claim for you. So deductibles, wind deductibles, it's a big conversation there. Got it. So I got a question. So uh, back to the uh, viewers that might have a mortgage and home insurance and they see that their rates are rising. They are not pleased. They want to shop around. Uh, now that they're paying their mortgage payment and it goes to an escrow account that pays that home insurance, how easy is it to switch insurance companies? How does that handled on your side? It's, it's pretty easy. You know, there's some, a few hoops to jump through. Um, changing at your renewal date is certainly easier. Um, so, um, you know, if we, if, if, if in a perfect world, you know, you start your search 45 days in advance before your, um, renewal date. And, uh, if you're really on the ball, you'd call your mortgage company and say to them, Hey, listen, I'm thinking about changing my home insurance. Please do not pay my current home insurance bill until I call you back and tell you what I'm doing. And they'll, you know, unless they screw it up, which I've seen them do, they, uh, they'll put a little hold on it. You do your shopping, and then whoever the new insurance company is, they'll send the new paperwork. Maybe you call back the mortgage company and say, this is who I'm going with, and then we send the bill nice and neat, no problem. doesn't usually go that well. Um, you know, maybe they maybe they pay your current company before you get a chance to let them know. Not the end of the world. You end up switching, cancel the other policy. Mortgage company pays the new one. You get the refund from the old one. You put it back into your escrow account, and everybody's cool. Um, you won't see an immediate change in your monthly mortgage payment. So mm -hmm. you have your escrow analysis, which the mortgage company does yeah. every year. And so if you... If you're thinking, oh, man, I'm psyched. I had a $2,000 um, insurance premium, and I just got it down to $1,500. Well, it's great. You won't, you won't see that right away. You will see it eventually once they do their analysis, and then your rate will come down. So it's not an instant gratification. Okay. All right. Where do, where do you see the insurance market here in the next five years? Like, do you see this continuing to go up? Do you see it going down? I know you not said, going down. Yeah, see, definitely not going. Not down. going. It's not going down. So, it's not going down. I think it's. I think that the. Uh, I think the insurance companies, and I'm certainly hearing this. They are. They are. They are taking the measures to get back to where they need to be. So they're giving. They're bringing in enough money so that they are able to pay out the right amount of money. Um, I think that it will slow down, you know, these, these rate changes we're seeing, you know, we get reports on what other insurance companies are doing 
uh, that are filing with the Bureau of Insurance, and and it's 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 no doubt, you know, X X company, twenty six percent rate increase, fifteen percent rate increase, nineteen percent rate increase, thirty three percent rate increase. Like in years past, it was oh we're gonna. We're, we're sorry, we're going to do a 6% rate increase. And everybody's, oh, God, you're killing us. Uh, like those, in hindsight, man, those were great. Yeah. Yeah. Legitimate. They're, they are making hard decisions and saying, yeah, it's going to be a 20% rate increase, 25%. So do you think that we're going to see more natural disasters and, you know, there's going to be higher interest rates? At some point, does this become not manageable anymore you know i mean all right so florida insurance is a disaster down there right you 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 know companies are pulling out companies are going under you can't, can't yeah, i heard can't some companies won't it. even insure florida at all very few will um you've got uh in 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 north carolina right so we do you know we do some business in north carolina so on the outer banks and in eastern north carolina a lot of insurance companies exclude wind. So instead of having a higher deductible, they just don't cover it. And then you buy a separate wind policy from the state. So the hmm. state has an insurance program that they have figured out their rates and it's subsidized. By taxpayers. Taxpayers and insurance companies. <laughs> okay. It's actually... Like, yeah, it's, it's going to be taxpayers. <laughs> it's complicated. Insurance companies to be allowed to write business in the state of North Carolina, like an admitted company, right? So you don't mm -hmm. know what I'm talking about yeah. now. So Legit company. Uh, that's right. A legit preferred. So to do business in there, they have to take some portion of their premium and put it into the pool for the wind. So you, know, you got a beach house on the Outer Banks... You buy two home insurance policies. One, your regular fire, water damage, vandalism, and then you have a separate wind policy. And that premium is going to the state. Mm. And in Florida, they're doing that. In Florida, it's called citizens. I don't sell in Florida, but yeah. you, you know, it's certainly a lot to talk about. So you hear about that. So. But I mean, is it le legitimately possible that the insurance industry in Florida? Let's just pick on Florida because we're talking about them right now. Mm -hmm. Is it possible that it becomes unmanageable? Because, you know, listening to how you explain insurance to me, I, you know, remember a famous quote that I was told when I was younger. It was called, you rob Peter to pay Paul. And I, that's how I view insurance now after our conversation today. So thank you, Rob, because I feel like you, you said it so eloquently that we're pooling everybody's money like together. Yeah, we're, we're pooling everybody's money together. But, I mean, legitimately, is this a situation where certain states just may not be able to have homes in those areas insured? I, you know, it's a big question. I think that the uh, I think there's a. There's, I think there's a high chance, and it's already happening, that the government is stepping in to help, right? They're already governing. Uh, they're helping with the wind policies. And you could see where they all come in and, and because what are we going to do? Are we just not going to insure houses? I imagine they're going to probably put Something's another tax happened. in place, like a hurricane tax yeah, or well, a wind a tax. tax I'll tell you what, you I don't subsidy. want my insurance to go up to cover Florida like, or anywhere else. I mean, my uncle lives in Hawaii. I love my uncle to death, but you're in the middle of an uh, ocean. Like, yeah. You're choosing to live in the middle of an ocean. That's a body of water. Like, I mean, why would you do that? And same thing with Florida. You continuously every year get hit with hurricanes. 
Why would you stay there? It's a good question. It's a good question. You know, it might be that, it, and, and sort of like we were talking about, there's two separate policies. It might end up being that where we end up with the, the government has to subsidize all these weather-related events for the insurance. So flood insurance, which we should do a separate you know, podcast conversation about flood insurance. It's a whole new conversation. Whole yeah, yeah. thing. I mean, don't even get me started. But No, know, we got to get flood, you started. Well, I, I flood want, insurance is... I've got one question for you on this. Flood Let's insurance is a FEMA program. Yeah. Like, I mean, you you know, 90% of the flood insurance policies in the United States is a is a FEMA national flood insurance program insurance policy because in the 70s, the insurance companies said, we're out, man. We can't, we can't get enough premium <clears throat> to cover the losses because when there's yeah. a flood, every house goes. Yeah, the whole uh, house. And that's, par- yeah. that's partially what happens in Florida every time there's a hurricane, that's floods, right. that's massive right. flooding. Now, here's a really good question for you. Um, is there a contingency plan, right? You, you hear a lot of theorists, and some of it may be conspiracy, who knows, but they talk about global warming and the ice caps melting, you know, and sea level rising. Is there a contingency plan with the insurance companies for what happens if the sea level just happens to rise, uh, you know, 10 feet and flood inland uh, the coastal areas? We're screwed. That's the plan. <laughs> We're screwed for sure. Uh, so, so there's no contingency plan. Not that I'm aware of. So Not if you live on the coast and you just wake up one morning and the ocean is right out your front door, you oh just, you're dealing with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, because I saw those uh, news reports uh, of all those floodings in uh, Florida, especially by the coast, and you had, like, exotic sports cars floating in the garage. Yeah. And those things are, like, what, over almost a million dollars, yeah, you know? some of them. Or maybe more. <laughs> so the insurance companies <laughs> had to cover the, for those sports cars. Plus the structure. You guys are paying for that. Yeah, that's, oh, what, I, that that's what I just did. I feel like this hey, is Robin hey, your Peter auto insurance rates just went up too, didn't they? Sure did. Uh, so they're all connected, yeah. the home same insurance, thing. auto insurance industry. Well, they're separate but same, right? Oh. Yeah, because there's sure. a lot of bundling. That's partially, I think, the reason why they want you to bundle everything together. Keep it all at one company. More premium for them is, oh, really yeah. the, is their goal More money there. for them. Revenue stream. Yeah. 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 So... Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not too sure. I like insurance anymore. I mean, I realize there's a necessity for it, but maybe it's, it's a, a necessary evil. It, it, that's exactly what like I was real estate say. agents you took the word kind of right necessary. out of my mouth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, I'm good. I don't that's, have anything. You got, else. Anything, you got yep. anything else before we wrap up? Gosh, I don't know, man. It's y'all got me started on that. I, that's good stuff. I don't know. It's uh, insurance. What are you gonna do? Yeah, you need it. You have to have it. It's like you can't live with it. You can't live without it. Yeah. Well, until next time, maybe we'll talk again. Everybody, if you like this video, hit the subscribe button. Leave a comment. Give us a like. Let me know. Let us know what you think in the comment section below. Thanks for watching. See you soon.